0: Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world. In essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. Okay, we are back. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're here with us. Um, before we jump in, I guess I should just at least address where we're at with the whole coronavirus thing. So, literally, we're going on three weeks of the whole shelter in place thing. Um, when it originally started, they gave us what, like a two week notice? Like, this will probably happen for two weeks. Uh, then it just kept getting extended. And, uh, uh, then a little bit later they said, you know what, it's probably going to be the end of April by the time this all happens. And so, you know, that kind of pushed us into a, a month long thing. And then just the other day we were told that school will not be going back. School will not be resuming at all this year. So not, not a fun time. Our kids are, uh, I wouldn't say devastated, but they're just Getting to the place where they're like, okay, this is our new normal. This is our new reality. And it's just not going to be fun uh, having to finish out entire an entire year um, online. And then missing sports, missing the prom, missing who knows what's going to happen with graduation for uh, our senior. So yeah, I'm not, not great uh, looking at being sheltering in place, working from home you know, potentially until July. So this is it, guys. This is the new normal. This is what we're facing. And we'll get through it together. Um, But, yeah, I just thought I'd kind of give you an update on that as we move into our uh, episode today. Um, In terms of a minute of transparency, this kind of rolls right into um, that. So I'm going to entitle the minute of transparency today for such a time as this. Uh, for some reason I was thinking about Transcend Human the other day and I was really doubting myself on some level. You know, I was asking myself, you know, why did this whole idea even come to me? Like what's the purpose behind it? Are people really going to resonate with this stuff? Uh, is it is it really worth the time and the energy? You know, you're not making any money off of this thing. This is just a, a side project. This is just something that you felt like was important to you so you decided to knock it out. So I was having all of those thoughts and, and trying to wrestle with that. And then I realized something that kind of gave me the chills just a little, this is, this might be a little weird as I kind of walk through it, but, uh, you know, just bear with me. So transcend human, the whole concept, uh, came to me in November of 2019. Um, You know, once I had time to kind of think it through and really decide that it was something I wanted to do, uh, I began working on the podcast and the website, uh, getting it all ready in December of 2019. And then finally, once everything was uh, kind of set in motion and and in place, uh, I think I launched the first episode in January 2020. Now here's the weird part. So the first actual reported case of the coronavirus... Uh, is thought to have happened in November, November 17th, 2019. Sound familiar? Uh, then in December 2019, uh, it fully migrated from animals to humans and began being spread in China um, with human-to-human interaction. Then in January 2020, the, the first death uh, was recorded, and then obviously since then, you know, it, it has ramped up to become a full global pandemic. So is that not weird that literally as the coronavirus was starting and kind of moving through from first case to first death to, you know, just kind of ramping up in, in, in its uh, power or its, uh, its dangerous behavior, if you will, um, me working through Transcend human kind of followed a similar path. Uh, you know, I when I was thinking through the idea of Transcend Human, I was completely oblivious to the fact of coronavirus. I didn't even know it existed. And yet the timeline between the two is awkwardly similar. So my thought was this. What if I was given or handed Transcend Human, if you will? Yeah, it's very existential, I know. Uh, but But what if that happened... Um, the whole idea to start transcend human for such a time as this. Now for those of you who grew up in the church, uh, you probably recognize this phrase. It came from the story of uh, Queen Esther. And uh, here's the actual verse from uh, Esther 4:14. Uh, "For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So let me do a quick, just kind of a quick rundown or summary of the Esther story, just to kind of give you some context. Um, so Esther was a, uh, a peasant girl. She went from literally being a, a peasant or a slave almost, to being the queen of the Medes and Persians during the reign of King Ahasuerus. Now, I'm, I'm sure she struggled to understand you know, why this happened to her, this crazy twist of fate that, that brought her full circle from, from being a peasant to being the queen. Uh, But eventually it became clear. So Esther was a Jew uh, and there was a man in the King's court who hated Jews and he hated them so much that he manipulated the King into signing a decree that would all but wipe out the people he hated so Esther, who had kept her heritage a secret, uh, began to see why she may have been elevated to such a high position. Uh, the verse we just read was her kind of struggling with this concept and and determining what her next steps needed to be. So long story short, Esther went before the king unannounced, which is something nobody did. Um, most, most of the time, the king would have the person killed for coming before him unannounced. So she, you know, was very courageous in in deciding, I'm going to go before the king, I'm not going to tell him I'm coming, I'm just going to walk right in there and have a conversation with him. And so she explained that she was a Jew, and that the decree the king had signed was really an attempt to wipe out her people. So the king listened, uh, and then he became angry, really angry, but not at her, at the man who had conspired to kill all of his queen's people, the, the people that she came from. So he had the man hanged on the same gallows he had built to kill the Jews. Such an interesting story, you know, Esther wrestling with her her life, her life purpose, you know, why she uh, wound up where she was at, um, you know, and then eventually realizing that the whole thing had come full circle and she was there to save her people. A complete uh, and utter destiny thing that she didn't even really understand at first. So with transcend human, I guess that's kind of the the thing I felt uh, in the last year just just this need to do something that I didn't fully understand, uh, but I just kept moving forward, kept taking the the small next step that was in front of me uh, in order to make this happen. So in looking back, I guess my question is, you know, what is is the transcend human podcast something for me? that I'm supposed to do for such a time as this? I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. Now, I don't have any aspirations of saving an entire race of people. Uh, but what if this is my thing, right? What if this is the thing I'm supposed to do right now? What if this is the one thing that I can do that nobody else will do for me? The thing that, uh, you know, God put on my heart. And, uh, if I don't do it, nobody else will. So I guess we'll see, uh, for now, I'm just going to keep moving forward and just trust that there's a purpose behind it all. And that on some level transcend human will, um, be useful to people who hear it. So that's it. That's my minute of transparency. So let's move into today's topic. And in keeping with the uh, existential theme, um, this is pretty crazy. So this topic is something that I have been thinking about for a really long time. I think even before I started the podcast, um, I used to sit and just think about this concept and, and what it meant in my own life and and what it could potentially mean uh, for the world. So I I think what I came to, the conclusion I, I came to was that not only is it something I struggle with, but I feel like it's potentially something that Our entire culture struggles with and I'm I'm calling it the safety and security trap and uh, I think it I think it might be one of the most pervasive issues we deal with today so let's jump right in Um, we've got a few sections we'll walk through we've got uh, safety and security defined then we'll go into the many faces of safety and security Uh, then we'll talk about smoke and mirrors And then finally we'll wrap up with uh, transcending safety and security. Okay, so let's start with uh, definitions here. Let's define our terms. So going to dictionary.com, I pulled up the entries that made the most sense to our conversation. So for safety, um, here are your definitions. The state of being safe, freedom from the occurrence or risk of injury, danger, or loss. The quality of averting or not causing injury, danger, or loss. And finally, the action of keeping safe. Uh, then for security, we have freedom from danger, risk, etc., safety, uh, freedom from care, anxiety, or doubt, a well founded confidence, uh, a freedom from financial cares or from want. And uh, precautions taken to guard against crime, attack, sabotage, espionage, etc. So, not rocket science, uh, probably what you would expect to hear out of the dictionary about safety and security. Um, but let's move into um, looking at these words from Maslow's uh, point of view. So, Maslow created the hierarchy of needs pyramid. Um, And if you look at the concept of safety and security, he basically uh, places those down at the bottom under the basic needs section. Um, So really the the only needs that fall below or are more important than safety and security are what we would consider the physiological needs. So basically your need to stay alive, right? Your need for food, water, warmth, rest, things like that. Uh, But safety and security is literally right above that. And then everything above safety and security uh, are considered psychological needs or self-fulfillment needs. Uh, So Maslow suggests that um, the needs at the very bottom must be fulfilled first before we can move up the pyramid and engage in the higher level needs like the psychological and the self-fulfillment. So if we were to use this pyramid as a diagram for living we would naturally conclude that safety and security is a phase or a set of criteria that needs checked off in order for us to keep moving towards self-actualization, or what could be called reaching our full potential as human beings. Now, this is a simplified, um, this is simplifying Maslow's theory a lot. And, you know, maybe in the future, we'll do an entire episode uh, that we can break down the pyramid and maybe even touch on some of the uh, the expanded hierarchy of needs, uh, which seems pretty cool. Um, over the years, they've they've kind of expanded on Maslow's initial um, research, and they've you know they've kind of come up with an expanded version of the pyramid, which is really cool. But uh, maybe later. For now, let's keep it simple. So Maslow suggests that safety and security are a stage that we must complete or check off. Um, but I would suggest that in this country, uh, we have taken safety and security to a whole new level, and that instead of it being a stage, it has almost become a lifestyle—just an ongoing battle uh, that requires time, energy, and money uh, to keep us feeling like we've achieved it. So, for those of you keeping up with us on uh, keeping up with us on the podcast, this might sound a bit familiar. Uh, in episode four, we talked about the true meaning of happiness. And then in episode five, we touched on this thing called the happiness trap. Uh, the idea that um, that if you fall into this trap of, of always doing everything to, to reach a level of happiness, that you'll be trapped and you won't be able to fully experience life uh, the way we should. So that's an idea that, that seems to mirror um, what we're talking about here with the safety and security trap. Uh, however, here's, here's a major difference. So our drive for safety and security is actually an umbrella, if you will, that the happiness trap lives under. So if you recall, we, we defined the happiness trap as people trying to do things uh, that they expect to bring them happiness. So it's a, it's a big focus, right? It's, it's channeling your time and energy and money on things that you think will ultimately bring you happiness. So in the safety and security trap, uh, if we want to call it that, uh, we're basically working hard to solve a number of problems, only one of which is a need for happiness. So what are all of those things? Well, when we strive for safety and security, we're really wanting the following number one, to control an unstable environment two, to decrease feelings of anxiety, worry, or fear. 3 to avoid discomfort on any level. And then finally, um, you know, the assumption that this should lead to, uh, lead to a level of happiness, right? Like if, if the first three are fulfilled, then the logical conclusion is that we should be happier, right? So that's the safety and security trap, or the, the reasons why I think we really focus on safety and security uh, in life. So let's move into the many faces of safety and security. Uh, Let's break down what transcend human means uh, when we talk about chasing safety and security. So first we probably need to separate it into two categories. So we have Maslow's level of safety and security. So this is basic, you know, basic needs in this area working to solve major safety and security concerns. And then two, let's call it uh, the cultural level. So this is a little bit more complex. Um, you know, psychological and potentially frivolous needs. So these are, you know, decisions, activities, purchases, moves, uh, jockeying for positions, uh, etc. All in an effort to secure ourselves, to feel more in control, to feel less anxious and to remove any level of discomfort in our life. So keep in mind, uh, this is highly dependent on the culture you live in. And this is something we've talked about before, but you know, I'm I'm basing my observations and my suggestions on the culture that I live in. So obviously, I live in Orange County, California, and I live in the United States. So that right off the bat, you know, is a different culture than if I were living in South Africa or Saudi Arabia, for example. So it's just something we have to keep in mind. Um, but for those of you listening. I feel like the majority of you are probably here in the US and so you have a similar experience to me and the, the culture impacts you in a, in a very similar way. So let's start off uh, looking at Maslow's level. So I would really refer to these as legit basic safety things that most people do to protect themselves. Okay. So, you know, a few examples of these would be wearing seat belts, uh, not walking down dark alleys alone late at night, uh, not building a house in a floodplain, uh, you know, basic car maintenance and, you know, regular things you do to a car so that the engine doesn't blow up at the worst possible time, Uh, having insurance on vehicles, having insurance on your homes, you know, stuff like that. So, in, in my world... These are the type of things people would do to ensure a certain level of safety and security. But when you move into the cultural level, this is where, you know, I'm really proposing something that, um, you know, might be might be a little debatable, might be something that people push back on. um, But I believe it's it's a trap that we fall into. And it's it's basically uh, keeping us from fully understanding uh, our purpose in life. So the cultural uh, level, you know, I feel like these live on a wide spectrum from legitimate to irrational, uh, and there's no way to cover all of them. Um, there's no defined line between what's legitimate and what isn't. Um, so I'm just going to throw out some examples and then we'll, we'll kind of talk through um, how that impacts us. So, so here's some cultural level uh, ways to, to try to promote safety and security in our lives. So choosing to live in a gated community in order to keep your home safe and keep your house from getting broken into. Uh, Focusing on money and the accumulation of wealth to ensure that you'll never be homeless or in need. Uh, Buying a more expensive car with a higher safety rating to ensure that you won't be injured as badly in an accident. Uh, Parking expensive cars away from everyone else so they won't get scratched or dinged. Uh, living the survival of the fittest lifestyle to ensure that you get promoted over someone else in your department. Uh, excessive exercise, <laughs> hoping that you will age less quickly and not experience health problems. Uh, eating healthy to, to keep disease away and ensure that you stay looking young. Uh, using numerous skincare products to make sure that your skin doesn't age faster than normal. Um, Obviously plastic surgery to stop the aging process and ensure that you uh, remain marketable on some level. Uh, Not allowing your kids to start driving at age 16 because it seems overly dangerous to you. Uh, Any form of helicopter parenting, which is an attempt to ensure that kids never experience failure or hardship. Uh, Not sharing with others because that means that you're giving your things away, things that you might need someday. Uh, not asking for or allowing people to help you because they may do it wrong or they may have ulterior motives. Uh, ensuring your kids go to the best university so they will be successful. Uh, and then, you know, more recently, hoarding toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and canned goods uh, so that you will be safe during the coronavirus. I know, I know, I know. I can hear people gasping already, um, you know. Questioning, you know, hey, that's just stuff we all do. I know it's hard to hear, right? Because don't we all gravitate toward the same behavior? I mean, we all struggle with this on some level. Um, you know, on the on the scale from legitimate things to irrational things, we're all on that scale somewhere, uh, regardless where we live. You know, I I felt this way in <clears throat> in Granger, Indiana, before we moved to California. And I feel I feel it now, living in Irvine, California. So um, it's definitely amplified uh, for those of us living in densely populated urban areas, large city centers, um, you know, areas where the standard of living is high, uh, and everyone's kind of fighting for a spot on that in, invisible conveyor belt to success. Um, but for the most part, you know, living in the U.S., I, I think that some of these things are just kind of baked into our culture. So let's look at the smoke and mirrors uh, portion of this. So, um, so you're asking me, I'm sure, is is transcend human saying that that's all bad or that that's in some way wrong? And I, I would say no, absolutely not. Uh, in fact, I believe it's in our DNA to protect ourselves, those we love, um, and even strangers and animals. Like you, you know, you see videos on on YouTube and Facebook, and and you know these people we'll find an animal stuck in a trap or stuck in a fence or something. And they, you know, they spend all sorts of time trying to help this animal get out of their predicament and and be, be back to normal. So, you know, I think it's just in our DNA to protect other people and to protect ourselves. You know, we really don't want to be taken advantage of, right. And there's nothing that frustrates us more than seeing another person being taken advantage of. So we must understand though that there's a huge difference between uh, protecting a child from an attacker with a weapon and protecting your child from getting a D on a homework assignment by doing it for them. Uh, There's a huge difference between wearing a seatbelt and not letting your child drive until they're 21 to keep them safe. A huge difference between locking your doors at night and living in a gated community with an expensive home security system. So we have to start seeing through the smoke and mirrors that that this culture or this world Uses to keep us from the truth and what truth is that? Let's drop a truth bomb right here Truth bomb Safety and security on earth is an illusion Right It is what it is. I mean this is This is why I call it the safety and security trap, because it's living inside of an illusion. So it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's like placing a band-aid over a gaping flesh wound. It's like building a beautiful facade in front of a collapsing building. It's like being a hummingbird in a hurricane, if you will. So why do we fall into the trap? Why do we work so hard to reach the mountaintop of safety and security? Well, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, Our incessant drive towards safety and security is really based on our need for the following. So number one was to be in control of an unstable environment. Number two was to decrease anxiety, worry, and or fear. Three was to avoid discomfort. And then finally, you know, if we can achieve all of these things, we must experience an increased level of happiness, right? But it isn't real. So safety and security is an illusion, and, and we know that. And here's some examples right so here's some reasons why we know that all of these things we put in place all of the things we buy all the the choices we make to live in certain places and to drive certain vehicles to stay away from certain places you know it's it's all just an illusion of safety so here are some examples right so people who exercise and eat right still get cancer Uh, people living in gated communities still experience crime their houses still get broken into. Uh, random crimes, you know, like workplace crime and uh, school shootings happen without warning and can't be planned for. Uh, terrorist attacks, obviously they're never telegraphed. 9 11 wasn't something that we thought could ever happen. Uh, natural disasters happen everywhere on the globe. And they don't care who's in their way. They don't care how much money you have or how big your house is, how much money you spent on your your home to make it safe. Uh, They're going to do what they came to do. Um, One natural disaster that's particularly efficient at this is the earthquake. So, you know, unlike hurricanes, tornadoes, volcanoes, tsunamis, fires, you know, all of those, you can you can kind of see them coming. You can kind of plan even if it's just, you know, an hour in advance. You know, a lot of times you have some time to do something about it, Uh, but with earthquakes, you really can't see them coming or you can't predict their arrival with, with a great amount of certainty. So no amount of preparation or money, you know, to make your home safe will keep an earthquake from destroying things in its path. And finally, you know, this month we got to experience this on a whole different level, right? I mean this is a global illustration on a massive scale the coronavirus came in you know slowly at first and then just hit hard uh, you know it's a virus that has no respect for boundaries for people for uh, you know regions of the world it goes wherever it wants to go at this point it, it feels like it's on every continent in every corner of the earth. It's impacting the rich and the poor alike. Uh, it can invade a homeless community and it can invade, uh, Hollywood A-listers, right? And sure, we can fight back. There's things we can do as a global community that, you know, we're, we're sheltering in place. We're practicing social distancing, all of those things that you've heard on the news for the last three weeks. Um, you know, we're doing all those things and we should do all those things. Uh, but, at, but at the end of the day, Yeah, if it were just a bit more infectious, you know, what if it was an airborne virus that traveled on the wind? What if staying at home really wasn't protection at all? Um, If it was this level of contagion, you know, couldn't that happen at some point too? Now, I don't want to sound like a nihilist. Uh, I'm not a doomsday person. You know, using fear and and stuff like that to to get people to listen to me. But I'm just saying you know, when you look at these types of things and the, the way that they pop up without us having any knowledge that they're coming and then, you know, almost not even having the ability to, to fight back, it just goes to show, you know, that safety and security are illusions that we think we have. So that moves us into transcending safety and security. So what then you ask, you know, well, the important thing to do is to find balance, right? Uh, you've heard the phrase moderation and everything. And, you know, transcend human suggests that that's really the answer. So simply put, don't be an idiot, right? There, there are some fundamental things that we as humans should do to be safe. You know, wear your seatbelt. Uh, it might wrinkle your power suit, but get over it. Uh, don't walk down dark alleys at night by yourself. Don't go skydiving without a parachute. Uh, you know, have home, car, and health insurance. It's just dumb not to. You know, without it, you're basically gambling that that nothing bad will happen to you. But then, number two, you know, be realistic about everything else. So use your common sense and be self-aware uh, in the areas that you're you're basically just grasping at straws. You know, to to find a level of safety and security that isn't really there. So. You know, Understand that you're not going to be in control of everything in your life and understand that bad things happen to, to safe people, uh, but choose not to live in fear or worry constantly that bad things will happen. Uh, understand that comfort is nice, but discomfort is inevitable and you know that you can make it through it, right? And then finally, understand that happiness is not our ultimate goal. So sure, we'll experience happiness from time to time, but joy and contentment, Are much more important. So let's land the plane here. Uh, You'll notice that throughout the episode I've kind of stayed away from, you know, injecting spirituality into the conversation. I've tried to lay out the whole safety and security trap thing in a pretty objective, scientific way just to to show how it impacts all of us, that there's really no escaping the fact that safety and security is an illusion. Um, But, and this is a very big but, Uh, I I can't sign off today without telling you that there is a massive spiritual element to this entire thing. Uh, So let's break it down as we wrap things up. First, the reason we're even having this conversation about safety and security is because bad things happen in the world we live in. They happen all around us. Uh, Think of it this way. If we were living in a utopian society where nothing bad ever happened, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? But Earth is a fallen planet. It once was an, a utopia, um, but it came crashing down when we chose against our creator and decided to test out you know, what Satan was offering. Uh, and so that kind of started the battle between God and Satan for the allegiance of every person. We've talked about this before, right? Controversy theory. And then when controversy theory began, this thing called the sin virus uh, entered the world. Uh, basically because we chose to try out Satan's plan. Great idea, right? Yeah, I wonder what that would be like. So the sin virus brought with it a host of other problems, which we'll dive into in much more depth uh, in a future episode. Um, But the important thing to understand is that the sin virus brought the problems we face today. So when you look at the world and you look at the hatred and the anger, war, natural disasters, global warming, pandemics right all of those things stem back to the fact that our earth is an earth that's infected with a sin virus so all of the bad things we experience in life are spiritual in nature right they're all part of this spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes now obviously there are many people who choose not to believe this right some some because they don't believe in god some because they just can't wrap their minds around the fact that that we're part of that bigger story. Um, And others, because they've just never chosen to think about it. They just, when it comes to spiritual things, they want to just put that out of their head because it's too scary in some way. Uh, And still others, because they just don't want to believe that we have more control over our lives in the controversy than we think. But Transcend Human suggests that this is the true explanation, right? This is the real explanation. Uh, And this is actually the best news that we can receive. So think of your options like this. One living on a planet where all sorts of bad things happen randomly, and we just have to leave everything up to fate. You know, one big, one bad thing happens, one accident, and it's all over. Or living on the same planet where all sorts of bad things happen, but they aren't random. They happen because there is a battle raging behind the scenes. And the one who created us is actually pursuing us in this battle, offering us a way of escape. So out of those two options, which sounds better to you, you know, living in complete randomness where your life could be snuffed out in a heartbeat and that's it over forever, or living in the same world where bad things happen and yet there is a bigger purpose. There's something going on behind the scenes and us being able to actively participate in that uh, controversy, that battle, um, offers us a way of escape from it all. So which one of those is more reassuring, right? Which one includes hope? Which one suggests a future? Um, This week, I would encourage you to ask yourself uh, the following questions. So first, How important is safety and security to you right now? Are you doing legitimate things to uh, increase your safety and security? Or are you doing irrational things? And if you're doing irrational things, um, what are you attempting to do? Are you searching for a level of control over your life, over instability? Are you hoping to decrease fear and anxiety? Or are you trying to increase your comfort level And improve your chances for happiness Uh, what are your thoughts or your beliefs about the controversy Um, what are your thoughts and beliefs about the sin virus Uh, is it hard for you to believe that God and Satan are actually fighting over you over your family Uh, and finally uh, do you realize that you have the freedom of choice in this controversy Uh, that you get to choose which side you want to be on Uh, both sides are offering benefit packages right uh, you just need to weigh your options and then make the choice so if you'd like more information about that and how to make the choice in the controversy uh, feel free to contact us at info at dot com uh, we'll shoot you out a little digital resource we have that can help you um, think through this this choice that you have and uh, hopefully help you make a good decision so just know that's available to you and I, and again I I don't think I say this enough, but, um, you know, while you're listening, uh, you can always go to transcendhumancom forward slash podcast and uh, find the episode we're on. And, uh, the, the show notes have all sorts of information. If, if I ever reference anything that, um, you know, is an article or a, a Bible verse or a video or things like that, you know, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so that you guys have it. Um, so just know that that's available too. And uh, I think that's it, right? Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Next time, we'll look at some successful strategies that businesses use um, and find how they are eerily similar uh, to kind of the way that we can be successful and and mature in our own lives. Um, So that'll be fun. Um, Until then, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human Podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following First, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, there's nothing better than word of mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing and we'll see you next time.